Hello everyone. Let's talk about pricing. Pricing is a marketing activity that most people don't think of as a marketing activity. When you think of marketing, you think of advertising, you probably think of sales, you probably think of, uh, in today's world, digital marketing, uh, social media type activities, websites, search, things like that. But believe it or not, pricing is actually a pretty big marketing function. Um, as it relates to value, pricing is where we capture value. It's important to get it right because it is the only real source of revenue for companies. So you price your products too high, uh, you may be losing business. If you price your products too low, you may be leaving money on the table. So there's a lot of factors that go into pricing. Just know kind of right off the bat that Pricing is more than just cost plus, meaning you take the costs of the product to you and you mark it up a certain percentage and that's your price um, and you kind of apply that across the board for all your products. Still a very common practice, but not necessarily the best practice in the world. So we need to talk about kind of what goes into this whole idea of pricing and hopefully uh, will allow you to optimize pricing to maximize uh, your company's value. Um, again, cost plus is kind of where people have always done it, but we understand a lot of things now that cost plus ignores our consumer, which is a big no-no in marketing. It also ignores uh, what the competitors are doing. So when you are in the activity of pricing, there's a lot of things you've got to consider. Uh, one thing to think about is the consumer. What is the price the consumer is willing to pay? Uh, companies get scared sometimes and are hesitant to uh, provide a or to charge a higher price because they're afraid that consumers are going to flee. But in a lot of cases, uh, they're willing to pay a higher price. And so why wouldn't you meet them there? You know, it, this is where you get into the issue of leaving money on the table. So you, you've got to understand that. Uh, you've got to understand reference prices. And what we mean here, a reference price is just a mental price in consumers' heads about how much a product should cost them. So a gallon of milk is always a good example. We go into the supermarket, we have an idea in our heads about what that gallon of milk should cost. Maybe it's $2, $3, $4. If you're into organic milk, you know, six or something like that could be your reference price threshold. When you actually see the price of the milk, you then compare it subconsciously to that reference price in your head to determine, well, it's too expensive or, whoa, that's a good deal. So you've got to understand where consumers are uh, in that particular uh, arena. Uh, related to that is what we call the price quality inference. We know from years and years of research and just as being consumers that we tend to associate higher prices with higher quality. Okay, so and the vice versa is always is also applicable here. We tend to attribute lower prices with lower quality. So you have to understand where consumers stand on this in your particular product category. Um, you oftentimes want a price for quality. You want to give off a premium image. Uh, part of that image is the price you charge. And so, again, companies are scared about higher 
about charging higher prices, but oftentimes it is great, you know, really great for creating this quality perception. Kind of some odd things that happen uh, in, in pricing uh, from a consumer standpoint is consumers have kind of these mind games they play with themselves about pricing and kind of habits about evaluating pricing. Uh, oftentimes consumers don't um, consider the end, the ending of the price. So like $1.99 they see as a dollar. Um, as opposed to you know being one penny less than two dollars and so oftentimes you know you can get away with charging 99 cents and increasing uh, demand because it's seen as a good deal so they're doing left to right analysis instead of actually rounding and so it's kind of a kind of a, a unique deal uh, sometimes Consumers think of a 99 cent ending as being uh, on sale as well. So if they do see beyond the decimal point, they may also see it as a good deal because they think 99 cents means uh, that it's on sale. Okay, um, so lots of things we could talk about in terms of pricing. Uh, companies should go through a pretty standard process to figure out what price they should charge. Okay, you kind of start with uh, what we call setting the pricing objective. Just basically, what is your objective? Is it to maximize market share? Is it to maximize value? Is it to increase your uh, quality perceptions? There are lots of things you can do in this regard um, with pricing. So you have to kind of have an objective in mind and so you don't just kind of randomly set some price. You know, we can talk about things like penetration pricing. If it's a new product, uh, you would start with a low price uh, to kind of build market share and then as uh, demand starts to slow, uh, then you can slowly raise your price a little bit and that sounds kind of counterintuitive intuitive to raise your price as the market slows, but, but basically you, you've captured the bottom end of the market and you can now start to slowly raise that quality perception. Uh, the opposite of that is what we call market skimming. You enter the market with a high price to build that initial quality perception. The higher margins help you uh, recoup R&D costs, you know, initial marketing expense, things like that. So it helps um, uh, kind of set you off on the right foot. Okay. Once you've determined a price and objective, then you have to estimate the demand for your product. A demand esti estimation, product planning, uh, whatever you want to call it, production planning, very difficult. Okay, we have lots of tools and metrics and things to help us do this, but at the end of the day, it's just a, pr a prediction or a projection. So you have to understand that. It's kind of like um, predicting the weather. You know, we've got some tools that help us kind of narrow down the possibilities, but at the, at the end of the day, it's still it's a prediction and uh, reality could always be uh, something different. Um, if you work in a large company and you have large re lots of resources, you can do some things with price sensitivity analysis to determine how sensitive would, will the market be to price changes. Uh, related to that is understanding price elasticity. 
you know, different product categories have different uh, uh, sensitivities. So some industries you change the price a lot, uh, demand will still go up or continue as it is. Um, others, you know, that increased price is going to kind of scare consumers away. So uh, you, those are things you need to kind of understand. Okay. Uh, once you've got that in place, then you kind of estimate your costs. Okay. You've got fixed costs. You've got variable costs. Uh, you've got you know cost of goods sold, uh, cost of coupons, cost of warranties. Anything that that um, can be linked back to the product is what we call a variable cost. And so, uh, before setting prices, you need to know what your variable cost per unit is, and that kind of serves as your price floor. Um, and so you do need to price your products based on some market issues, um, some with some marketing reasoning, uh, but just know that that cost should be a floor and you should never charge lower than that floor, okay? Um, so, you know, once you've kind of done that, uh, then you can uh, take a look out and see what your competitors are charging, okay? So you may want to charge something in line with your competitors or maybe charge something you know higher or lower depending on what your what your pricing objective and, and goals are okay so but you do need to know what they're doing to kind of see how you can differ yourself uh, how you can also you know be the same in, in some particular instances in order to be competitive with those other firms okay pricing method um, different pricing methods we've talked about a little bit there's markup pricing, and that's what I mentioned, referred to as cost plus pricing. Not really optimal. Um, there's target return pricing. If you've got a certain return you'd like to make and you know your costs, um, then you can determine what the price is you need to charge to get that particular return. Uh, we can do a break-even analysis where we basically figure out, given our given our cost structure at different price points how many units do we have to sell in order to recoup all those costs okay um, so that's important to know you know break even is kind of a floor as well um, you, obviously your goal shouldn't be to break even but um, it's kind of a good starting point to help you understand where you are and what you might be able to do okay um, perceived pricing we perceive value pricing we've talked about um, you know, um, value price in itself. Some companies like Walmart do what we call everyday low pricing, where they basically charge a low price all the time. And they don't they don't play games. They don't have a lot of deals and special sales going on. Just kind of what you see is what you get. CarMax with their no haggle pricing is the same way. Okay, we also have what we call high-low pricing, which is uh, common in the apparel industry. And lots of uh, apparel retailers, you think about JCPenney or you think about uh, Kohl's, they, they do what's called high-low pricing, is they kind of move the prices around. Uh, they start with a high price and then they quickly drop the price down, reminding you what the original price was, so you feel like you're getting a good deal. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, JCPenney kind of tried to move from high-low pricing to uh, everyday low pricing. They said, we're going to get rid of all these games and things and just shoot it straight. And uh, ended up being a, a terrible mistake. Uh, consumers didn't feel like that they were getting as much value 
uh, as they were in the high-low pricing. And so they um, fired the CEO who had come in to institute that and uh, returned to high-low pricing. The firm's still not doing great, but not because of their, their pricing strategy anymore. We've got what we call going rate pricing, where basically you're going to price your products similarly to what your competitors are. A good example are uh, convenience stores and their gas prices. You know, assuming there's no price fixing going on there, uh, they typically will uh, look out the window, see what their competitors charging for gas, and charge something somewhere in the same ballpark. Okay. Rare instances, companies will can use auction type pricing. Think about eBay, for example, uh, where basically consumers can bid up or bid down prices, prices depending on which type of auction uh, is being used. Uh, but really hard for you know production planning and you know uh, break-even analysis uh, to to plan if you're using auction rate pricing because. You know, the price is always going to change, and it's, it's really hard to predict what that price is going to be, okay? Once you've kind of thought through these pricing kind of theories and ideas, then you select a final, a final price. Um, you know, you would like to, you know, potentially charge a high enough price to create a, a significant enough margin to provide a, additional value to the firm. Um, but, you know, sometimes... Uh, things get in the way. The company may have certain policies in place to predict or to to restrict uh, certain uh, pricing strategies. So you just really never know. Okay. Um, big mistake companies make with pricing is they don't adopt adapt the price for market forces, uh, geography. You know, certain markets are have a higher cost of living than others or higher disposable income than others, and so you need to adjust your prices to account for that. Think about fast food chains in uh, San Francisco and New York. They're going to be more expensive than there are going to be in rural America because higher cost of living, higher disposable income, you know, higher you know, expenses incurred by those companies in those locations. So you need to adjust uh, in that regard. Okay. Um, promotional pricing is something you've got to think about. Are you going to have sales and special deals? Um, you know, maybe not to the degree of, to, to the degree of high-low pricing, but just every so often you're going to have some sort of special coupons, some special trial offers, something like that. You can use those type of of activities to stimulate early purchasing. Okay. Um, you can differentiate on price, just set a completely different price from your competition one way or the other, and uh, that will uh, you know, set yourself apart on, a, uh, on the pricing front. can definitely uh, provide significant benefits for the company. Um, you know, are you going to offer financing? Are you going to offer rebates? Are you going to charge different prices at different, you know, occasions, different events, uh, for example? Um, you can also differentiate price through different or two different segments. You think about senior discounts, student discounts, veteran discounts, things like that. You know, those are those are examples of price differentiation. We can also call them price discrimination. That sometimes 
can um, you know make sense for the firm okay um, what do you do when your competitors change their price up or down do you respond or not you kind of have to f go through some steps and figure out um, what the repercussions are going to be if your competitor is now 10% lower than you what is that going to do to your bottom line sometimes it may motivate you to change the price and sometimes it may mo may motivate you uh, to to hold firm you just have to kind of uh, base it on on your marketing strategy and you know what image you're trying to portray and um, things of that nature do know that when your competitor drops their price and you decide to follow and drop your price your margins shrink you have to sell more units in order to make the same amount of uh, revenue and profit so especially if you have an outside sales force it makes them work harder to make the same amount of commission so you have to kind of think through that too is that okay are salespeople going to be okay with that um, there could be you know some 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 problems uh, if everyone's not on board with it okay uh, but at the end of the day you know pricing you know is, is the sole source of revenue for the firm and you've got to think through it very carefully and don't just treat it as a cost plus issue where you just again mark the the cost of the product up a certain percentage because again that ignores comp competition it ignores the market it, it ignores the quality you're trying to portray it ignores a lot of things that are all marketing variables marketing issues that um, uh, really 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 should be considered because if you if you're ignoring these marketing issues you're essentially ignoring the customer when it comes to pricing and that is never going to be a good thing all right if you have questions uh, don't hesitate to let me know thank you for listening to this episode and we'll talk again very soon